Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One. This is RTE Radio 1. Tonight, on the night of his 90th birthday, we salute and celebrate a virtuoso of the acting profession. Kevin Flood has enjoyed a distinguished career on television, on film and in the theatre. But here on the wireless, he's truly unique in that he's the only actor in existence who was a member of no less than four radio repertory acting companies. Earlier, a fully vaccinated, socially distanced Kevin Flood came into Studio 9 for a quick chat. My name is Kevin Flood. I'm 90, I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm an actor and have been all my life. I started acting with the Cork Shakespearean Company under the famous Father O'Flynn. There was a competition there at the time called uh, the Father Matthew Cup. for It was for advanced first speaking and I decided to enter it under Father O'Flynn's name. He didn't even know I'd entered. Anyway, I entered and I I won it by one mark or something. But it that gave me the encouragement to apply for the RTE radio rep when a vacancy arose. And it arose very shortly after that. And uh, that was me heading for Dublin. I have been a member of four repertory companies. And I think I am probably the only one who has ever been on four. Four radio reps, yeah. I left the RTE rep to do a stage play called Stephen D at the Gate and that transferred to London, to the West End, and I went with it. And while I was there, I was invited to join the BBC drama rep. It was different from RTE rep insofar as one didn't have to do an audition you were invited to join. And then the the third rep was, um, while I was there, I was also asked to join BBC Schools Rep. Now, the Schools Rep consisted only of four actors, a two-year contract again, and it was mostly for educational purposes of, of broadcasting live to schools. The fourth rep I was in was BBC World Service Rep, comprised just two actors. This was just a one-year contract. We we did um, educational programmes all around the the Commonwealth and it was for foreign broadcasting. But we did excerpts from plays and teaching English by radio and that sort of thing as well. Those days are long gone. No regrets, no. No. If I do, I am not telling you. I'm going to just take it easy. Take it easy. Uh, and I'll hope to hang about for the, the president's check when I reach the 100. You'll never know. Uh, so there we are. There we heard the golden, God-given voice of Kevin Flood. In this, the month of the Feast of St. Kevin, Quivine, translates as soft, gentle one. A perfect description of Mr. Flood. To mark his 90th birthday on today, Sunday, the 20th of June, we hear Kevin and the late Barry Casson in The Quiet Land by Malachi McKenna.
This little masterpiece of hint and intimation is set in the hidden island of the new EU infrastructure of motorway and ring road. Two elderly farmers lean on a fence and talk in the low-key code of near neighbours. And the transcript of their talk is that these men are more vulnerable than venerable in a country where old age has no cachet. This is The Quiet Land by Malachi McKenna. Have you ne'er a sledge? You'll have your eye out with that bill hook, and you half blind as it is. Ah, oh, even. Nashy. So the old gate was falling asunder when I got up here, and the fence down. I'm doing a patch up job. With a bill hook? Here, let me give it a few whacks with this hurdle. They let you out. Good behaviour. <laughs> I saw the ambulance going down the lane yesterday evening. Yeah, they dropped me home in it. They didn't give you a crutch. Ah, I preferred this old hurl. More used to it. Yeah. Ah, there's the geese flying down the lake. Winter is here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see the way the crows are nesting lower this year? in the ring fort beyond. A bad sign. Frost coming, I'd say. It'll soon be Christmas, Eamon. Aye. How long were you in there at all? Oh, a month anyway. And how are you? Ah, bit stiff is all. <laughs> Have to do these exercises the physio one gave me. And your head? You still have a bandage on. Well, it was a big cut. <coughs> oh, dear. Oh, did, did I see the post fan in your yard this morning? Ah, uh, no. Who was it drove in? Uh, nobody, nobody. I saw the post fan. No, no, no. I definitely saw the van in your yard. No, 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 no post today. <coughs> I heard Chris touch and go with you in there for a while. Did you know? Oh, I thought I was going to have to iron the shirt. <laughs> a rare event. Mind you, I wound up having to iron one anyway. <coughs> <coughs> Poor old Martin, huh? That's his bag of turf still lying there. <laughs> Good. Black turf, too. You missed the funeral. How could I have gone? Yeah, that's right, of course, of course. He went quick in the finish. Uh, poor old Frigger. Was he complaining at all? Yeah, was he ever doing anything else? <laughs> no, <laughs> there wasn't a bother on him. Uh, uh, pull, pull that bit of wire up there, will you? Right. Uh, and, 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 and what happened to him at all? They say his heart. That was always a weakness in the MacBryans. Remember Albert, the uncle? Keeled over, snagging turnips on the hill. God be good to him. Aye. Aye. Died 
In Brannigan's, I heard, Martin. Tripped, going into the lounge, that was it. Well, looked like he tripped. They say he was gone before he hit the ground. Are you sure it wasn't coming out of the lounge he tripped? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I know. I know he was fond of it, yeah. but now don't be trying to incinerate that. <laughs> Twas his heart. Ah, the poor old devil. <clears throat> did you... Did you stick your head in above while I was away? I didn't like to. Did they mess the place up on you? They did, the bastards. <coughs> oh. Oh. The, uh, the pint is bad in Brannigan's since John Joe Ryan sold it. There it is. You know what Martin said? Huh? They were charging him for a glass of wine. Eight euros. Lord almighty. What was he doing drinking wine? Sure, he was off the drink. Red wine. That's what he drank when he was on the drive. Oh, maybe that's what's killed him. <laughs> uh, you know, I could have sworn I saw the post van this morning. How long is John Joe dead? John Joe? Oh, must be ten years. You could eat your dinner off the floor when he had the place. Kitty was a whore with a mop. She was. Mind you, she was that without the mop. <laughs> ah. <coughs> oh, jeez. Now, Betty Brannigan, no. She wouldn't be the cleanest. Who was she again? She was Betty Torpy as was. From beyond Kilradden. Ah. Uh, Mick Torpy was her father. Used to take the horse and cart to the creamery years ago. Hurled corner forward for Lynn Begg. Can't place him. He had a sister that was a dwarf. A dwarf? Yeah, remember her. Me G. She was always knitting in mass. Ah. Mikey Torpy. Not Mick. Mikey. A sniggy little hurler. Hard as a bag of onions. <coughs> Them cigarettes will kill you. <coughs> uh, they can join the queue. <sighs> Whatever happened, the sister, the dwarf? Not a whole lot. Didn't get any taller anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wound up in a home. She died, I think. The home? Is no way to finish up. Well, well, what? Don't tell me you want to wind up there. Oh, I don't know. Three meals a day, television, his, warm bed, hot shower. Fucking showers. That's what's given everyone all the colds. Nice nurses tucking you in. Tucking you in, me ass. <laughs> there was no shortage of nurses where I'm after coming from, and there was no tucking in, I can tell you. You go in that door, you only come out the one way. What's the alternative for us, would you tell me? What are we talking about this for? What? I don't know. Uh, listen, 
about the post van. Oh, yeah. Brannigan's. We were saying Betty is a dirty type. Maybe you were right. What are you saying? Nothing. Here, now, we can lift this case onto the hinge pin now. Right, right, right. Drop her. Ah, yeah. Lovely hurling. <laughs> ah, sure, it'll do a few more winters, even if we don't. <coughs> are you all right? Oh, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh. Tell me, what's, what's happening Martin's place now? I left it to the sister beyond. Bridges? In America? Yeah. She's the only one left. Should have got married years ago when he had the chance. No more than yourself. Ah, ah, ah. Did she even come home for the funeral? Oh, she did. The little yank husband with her. Big long coat on her. All dolled up. I bet she was. And she getting her claws into 30 acres. There was people nearer than America didn't go to the funeral at all. I couldn't go, could I, between me head and me hip, and I laid up. I didn't mean you. Uh, I suppose... I suppose they were all talking about me, weren't they? Yeah, sure, the day that was in it, I, I don't think your name came up. No. No. I bet it didn't. And me after having the daylights kicked out of me in me own house. <coughs> Do you know... You know how many visitors I had in hospital? Sure, I had no way of getting to you. You know I failed die test. I know all about your eyesight and your driving license. One visitor is all I had. I know. What do you mean, you know? I knew Martin went to see you. Why didn't you come? Well, didn't like to see you like that. I prefer to remember you the way you were. What are you talking about? Haven't I still here? Jesus, you have me dead before I'm even gone. Ah, you know what I mean. I'm sorry after. <laughs> Martin got a grand haircut in town, seven euro. Looked right well at the team of 59 reunion. You missed that too. I know. Here. Hold the steak. Hold the steak there and I'll wallop it. It was a grand night. Martin was in flying form. Were you at it? I went with Martin. Oh. Oh, did you see his photo in the Gazette? No. I kept the page. Look at him there, look. Oh. Your old midfield partner, huh? Had to think he'd be a goner only days later. Yeah. That's, that's you beside him. Yeah, that, that, that's me. At the top table. The top table? You weren't even on the team in 59. Oh, I think I was. I think I got a run out. You no more got a run out than, 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 than Bab Lawler's ass. Well, Father Mara said, seeing as how so many of the team was absent, it might look better if I took your place. Father Mara. 
He's another one of them. Ash, it was only an only evening out. And your face in the paper. Anything there about me being in hospital? No. No. Might as well be dead. Well, you were missed. Huh. Oh, indeed you were. Uh, How's Eamon McConnell? A few of them asked me. Uh, they were talking about the solo run you did to score the winning goal in the final. Who was talking about me? Well, I can't remember exactly. There was a fair few talking about you, though. Fair few, me ass. <coughs> you, uh, you have a letter there, I see. Huh? I said, I see you have a letter sticking out of your coat. Oh, yeah. I thought you said the post fan didn't come today. Uh, that's an old letter. I have it for a while. Looks new enough to me. What is it? It's just an old form, that's all. Not from that official that was down here last summer, is it? Who? Ah, that bollocks that came down from Dublin in the jumper and the sandals told us we couldn't cut any more turf below. What did he call the bog? A special area of conservation. Uh, uh, but you can put in for the compensation. Get paid to sit on me arse when I could be doing the turf in the fresh air. That's what has the country the way it is. Uh, is, is that what your farm is for? Compensation? Oh, no. Well, what is it, then? That is nothing. How come you never got me to read it? Uh, well, why, why? Why, sure, don't I read all the forms for you, with your feckin' eyesight? Well, manage this one myself. Look, can, can we leave it so? Fine. Hmm. He wasn't <sighs> a Muslim, Martin. <coughs> yeah, indeed he wasn't. And all the rows you had? What were you always arguing about? I don't know. Nothing. Our last row was about me Bill Hook. I thought he had it, but now I see it as you have it. Uh, I'm sorry, Em. I thought it was mine. <laughs> it was in Martin's yard ages ago, and I just grabbed it. Uh, me old eyes, you know. You see enough, I think. What had Martin to say when he came to see you? Uh, he hoped I'd get home soon. Didn't want to be stuck so far in off the road with just you for company. Uh, did he? Did they take much when they robbed you? Why? Ah, no why. Uh, they took the bit of money I got for last summer's turf from the cupboard behind the range. Oh, that's shocking. Uh, funny though. They knew exactly what they were looking for and where it was. Isn't that strange? I suppose the guards have a few, what do you call them, uh, leads. Leads. They know as much about what's going on as a pig knows about baking a cake. The barracks is shut about half the time. A timetable on the wall saying when they're available just to make sure the thugs know when, when to terrify us at their leisure. The guards knew they were about the place. What? Paddy Devine saw them that day, driving down the bog lane. Saw who? The robbers. They had them Ballyclava yokes on their faces. Uh, Paddy pulled across the lane in his jeep, 
and didn't he have the shotgun on the seat? So he phoned the guards. Says he, I'm here on the bog lane with the gun beside me and a gang with Ballyclavers is after going down past me in a van. I won't let them drive out, says he, until you get here. What did the guards do? You're not going to believe what he said to him. Who? Tierney, the guard. You know him, the redhead. Awful-looking young fella. I know him. What did he say? Says he, now I'm only quoting what Paddy Devine told me. Says he, the guard, I mean, not Paddy. Will you, for Jesus' sake, tell me what he said? Says he, pull your jeep back off that lane immediately and let them go. We know who they are and they're heavily armed. So he let them go? Yeah, too. Tierney said if he used the gun, tis Paddy would be in the wrong. And then they came to me. Aye, that very same night. Well, when that beats all. Uh, you're probably safer not keeping money in the house. There was feck all to take only me bit of turf money. Why didn't they rob you, I wonder? What did make you say that? Well, maybe it was you they wanted to rob, and they got the wrong house. Sure, everyone knows about your loose floorboard. Communion money probably still there. There's nothing under my floorboard. Nola had me put everything in the bank. Did she know? Well, isn't she the cute little whore? If you're going to talk about me, niece, like that, I'm going home. <coughs> <coughs> Feel that. Ah, good black turf. Martin always had good turf. He always left a bag here. A bag for the bog, he'd say. Good luck for the following year. What are you doing? Stand in there. The gate is the goals. Try and stop this kippeen with the billhook. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll take off my coat. <laughs> are you ready? Not too hard now. Mind your hip. <laughs> McConnell is on the 21. The whistle's about to blow. Time is up. He bends. He lifts. He strikes. Save, <laughs> <laughs> save. <laughs> A great save by the mighty Ignatius Finn from the hill. Oh, nothing wrong with your eyes there. You probably took it easy on me. No. I saved the turf. Do you get it? Huh? Saved the turf. <laughs> Very droll. Did you hear our current crop of misfits? Lost to the Temple Crory Juniors. To the Juniors? They're not training right, and they're not eating right either. I see them on the bridge after Mass. A few that still go, that is. Sitting, eating, fecking ice creams. Syrup dripping off them that that had sit in your gut for a week. Oh, uh, whatever happened to bacon and cabbage? No one eats that anymore. Of course, you can't get right bacon now either. Little slivers of things on the pan now that you'd read the newspaper through. And then, when you're frying these yolks, there's all this, this white stuff coming out of them, white stuff oozing out of the bacon. And you know what that is, of course. No. 
What? So the pigs must be eating ice cream as well. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, look beyond. Where's the rest of the sheep? I only see Cleary's sheep. Where's Martin's sheep on the hill? Sure, they're gone. Gone where? Bridget and the young husband got rid of them. Sold them to a fellow from Mayo. Sold them? That quick. And not even to a local. Ah, who was going to look after them? Ah. And the hill? Empty now. Mm. Here now, there's another thing I heard. Ah, what? Paddy Devine's youngest, uh-huh. Jennifer. She drives the scooter for the cinnamon Sichuan. Drives the scooter? Yeah, does the deliveries. Christ almighty. And all the schooling she got. Winds up driving a scooter. Ah, no, no, no. She's still at school. Won't be finishing till next year. She's doing what they call the transition year. Jesus, what's that? Ah, it's a new scheme where they take a year off and, and do what they like. To help them figure out what they want to do. A year off? To help them figure... Who pays for that? Oh, I don't know. Comes out of somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> hey, Lord. Tis well for him. And, and she's driving for who? The, the scooter? The Cinnamon Sichuan. The big new Chinese restaurant where the handball alley used to be. Oh, oh that's the in place now. I'm sure that's more of it. What are you telling me all this for? Didn't Jennifer see Bridgie McBrien and the Yank husband having a big chat in the restaurant with your man from Aurora? The windmill fella? Wind energy, yeah. It brochures all over the table. He paid for the dinner. Spicy stuff burned the head off you, Jennifer says. He paid for all the drinks too, which is more than the little Yank husband did after Martin's funeral, I can tell you. They're letting them crowd in onto the hill. Seemingly, they're going to put a big wind turbine on it. Huh? A million euro each of them cost. What? Here now. Keep, keep, keep tapping uh, them sticks. Uh, and all the times Martin told them where to go with their windmills. Wouldn't have them next nor neither place. Someone was saying them turbines... Make so much power, they'll have extra left over to sell to England. A million euro to destroy our hill with those yokes, so we can sell power to the Brits, and you and me can't cut a bag of turf below for our own fires. Oh, oh, there's something wrong somewhere, Nashi. Hey, there is, Eamon. Something wrong somewhere. Uh, Martin will be turning in his grave, Lord of Mercy, and he hardly in it. I'm not sure if he will. I think Martin started the ball rolling with that crowd before he died. Uh Had him in surveying, doing all kinds of measurements. Typical Martin, throwing in the towel. A great man when you're five points up, but if you're two down with a minute to go, he goes missing. Well, 
Gone missing now, anyway. Feckin' quitter. That's what he was. Ah. 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 Don't smash up that bit of turf. Sure, the poor man was entitled to make arrangements for his future. Oh. And and what arrangements have you made? Well, uh, Maybe Martin felt it was time to take it easy. Uh, he wasn't going to stay going up and down that hill for too many more winters, was he? Uh, he wasn't even looking forward to Christmas. On his own on Christmas Day last year he was, all day. So was I. Why didn't you call down to him? Because. Oh. You were going through one of your not-talking phases. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm saying maybe he decided he had enough hardship. And the minute he decided to stop, he keeled over, didn't he? That's what happens. Fellas stop what they've been doing all their lives and take the soft option, and the next thing, bang, they're gone, out the gap. Ah, ah, you won't see me going down that road. What are you going to do? I'm going to get fit again, Nashie, that's what. When this hip is better, I'm going to join that body-sculpt place in the town. A gymnasium? Yeah. You gone mad altogether. Why wouldn't I? I heard this doctor in the hospital telling a fella beside me all about these fitness programs, and this fella was... Ten stone heavier than I am. Uh, probably twenty years younger. What are you trying to say? Well, we're not going to live forever, are we? Why aren't we? Who made that rule? How do you know but I might be the first man to live forever? I might. I might. You know why? Because I'm not going to give in. That's why. Attitude, Nashi. That's the mistake people make. They give up. And they bring it on themselves. I think it, therefore I am it. Plato said that, the philosopher. And he knew his stuff. Well, I have no intention of dying. You can keep young dying. I'll be cutting turf next summer, and the summer after that, and the summer after that again, and woe be tight whoever tries to stop me. <coughs> Where, where are you going? I'm going down to put on a few spuds for me dinner. Hold on a minute. I haven't seen anyone right for weeks. I have something to ask you. Hold on and talk to me. Listen to you, you mean. What? Ah, let me get a word in. There's no talking to you when you're in this humour. What do you want to talk about? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I just want to go and put on me dinner. Uh -huh. What are you having? <laughs> You'd never guess. What? Bacon and cabbage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of white stuff on the side. <laughs> Go away out of that, you pillock. <laughs> You'd come down for a bit. <laughs> uh, uh, I won't bother. Here I do. Maybe we'd manage a drop, uh, seeing as you're home. Oh, oh sure, sure I might so. Never got a chance to get a few messages. The ambulance wouldn't stop at the little coming home. Oh, that reminds me. I need you after the dinner. 
Well, what? I want you to give me a leg up on the Massey. And you can't drive the 3-5 in your state. I can, so. All I need is a leg up. You're not driving into the little, are you? Why not? Anyway, I want to get a right look at the land since I was away. Yeah, the land is no different, I assure you. And how will you get down off it? I'll jump off that bridge when I come to it. Right. Well, we'll worry about the tractor later. Come on away down. I leave this bill hook here. Uh, we'll finish this fence off after dinner. Uh, Blessings of God on you, Nashi. Grand supper tea. And a fine dinner it was, too. Oh, yeah. And great heat out of that range when it's open. Here, let me put a drop of this in it. <laughs> go, Handy, go, Handy. I'm not used to whiskey in the day. <laughs> Good health. Good health is right. You know, there's, there's something different in here. Is the place looking a bit bare or what? Yeah, I did a bit of a clean out. Uh, the old pictures are gone. And Eileen's little statues. And the old couch by the dresser. And the wireless, where's that? The old Marconi. Yeah. Sure, I gave a few bits to Nuala and Father Mara. Only gathering dust they were. That wireless was an antique, wasn't it? It was, but it was crackling. Uh -huh. Father Mara gave me that grand little transistor instead. I'll bet he did. Huh? Uh, nothing, nothing. It's just I can't understand. Uh, uh, what? Whist, will you? What? Did you hear that? What? Whist. Don't you be whistling me. Oh, oh, jeez, me. Oh, me hip. Oh, getting up is the worst. That, that, that's a van. Uh, Come back from the window, will you? Uh, I said, Jesus, I can look out the window, can't I? It's gone now, whoever it was. You are right. You look a bit worried. Yeah, I'm grand. You hardly ever see a car back here now, or even up at the road since the bypass. One time, if you saw the lights of a car hitting the cow house at night, you'd be reaching for the kettle, expecting a bit of news or something. Now you see lights at night, you're reaching for the gun. Are you not afraid? Of what? That they'll come back. So what can I do? Only soldier on. Uh, it was very quiet down here with the both of you gone. Uh, I suppose it was. What did you do with yourself at all? Well, sure. When I got tired looking out, 
I went out and looked in. <laughs> uh, joking aside, joking aside, only for Father Mara dropping me to the churchyard to change Eileen's flowers and uh -huh. calling down the few times with the messages I'd have seen nary a soul at all. Uh, my own niece hardly called down on me, Ivan. Father Mara. He'd rob you without the belly clave. Oh, no, no. A good Christian man is what he is. He is. And his legs under every half-right table in the town. Well, if it's a thing I don't live forever, I'd be leaving him a few pounds. For what? For the church roof. The restoration fund. Well, Jesus, that beats all. How long have they been restoring that roof now? I don't know. Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years they've been codding the few shillings we, we have out of us. For a roof, that's no difference now than when they started this, 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 this feckin' scam. Ah, no, it's not a scam. Is it not? There's not a whole lot wrong with his own roof, you'll notice. And a carpet above under him in his sitting room. You, you could sink to the axle in it. And a fine car parked on his new gravel. What exactly are you saying? I'm saying you'd want to cop onto yourself, Nashi. Yeah, the whole world is wrong with you today. The whole world is wrong this long time, and you throwing your few pounds to Father Mara isn't going to fix it. The minute me back is turned, the vultures are in. That's a square ball of a move, if ever there was one. You're being taken advantage of, Nashi. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's something, at least. What is? That you finished talking about it. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, come on. We'll go up and finish the fence. <laughs> and if you're up to it. Yeah, sure, I have to be up to it. I left me friggin' coat up there, uh, didn't I? Uh, 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 and, and, and bring your hammer and a few fresh nails if you have them. I just take these into the sink. A bit. Uh, a crush would be better than that hurdle. Uh, I don't remember the lane being so steep. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll just sit here on the bank a minute. Get me breath. You're not going to get your breath uh, smoking. Jesus, uh, 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 you, you're worse than the doctors. Did I tell you they thought it was a miracle I found the strength to phone the ambulance for myself? No. I, I, you know, tis a wonder. Tis a wonder you saw nor heard nothing that night. What are you trying to say? Huh? Nothing. Only you'd usually hear a van on the lane. Hmm. Must have gone to bed early that night. 
You're looking at me like that far. I'm only looking at you, Zor. What the hell is wrong with you? Nothing. What did you ask me? What? Over the gate earlier. You wanted to ask something. Ah. I was only wondering, will you be going to Nola's again for Christmas? Uh, well... Because if it was a thing you didn't feel like going to, I'd say it can be lively there with the kids. Yeah, sure, they're all grown up now. Aren't they? Anyway, I was going to say, you could come up to me if you wanted. Or I could go down to you, if it suits, that is. What? I don't rightly know about Christmas yet. Oh? Or what I'll be doing. Uh, but if I'm around, sure, of course, I, I'll come up to you. Uh, thanks for asking me. Uh, and uh, why wouldn't you be around? I know why, know why. Come on the way up, and we'll fix that fence. Eh, uh, it'll be dark soon. Right. Right. Here. Take the end of the hurl and pull me up. Uh, oh, gee. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Lord. Are oh. you all right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just need, to, need to keep moving is all. Here, let, Don't let me get Don't mind you. holding me. Jesus. Walk on you at your own pace. I'll, I'll catch you up. Are you sure? Go on, will you? You can hammer a few nails in without me. What? Uh, I'm after forgetting the hammer. Oh, jeez, didn't I say bring a hammer? Go on away up and don't be mithering me. <coughs> oh, oh, Jesus. If he had brains, he'd be dangerous. Right, Eamon. One step at a time. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. oh, I'll tell you one thing, Nashi. The feckin' bed takes it out of you. I say the bed takes it out of you. What's wrong? Look. What? Look, I'm telling you. The gears. Huh? What about... Good God. What are you after doing to it? I did nothing to it. Someone is after smashing it to bits. Who? Whoever it was, that van we had. Sure, who do that? Smash a gate for nothing. Up here. Maybe it was a loose bullock. Ah, loose Bullock broke the gate into pieces and then took your billhook and, and my coat and Martin's bag of turf. Jesus Christ, Nashy. We, we'd better phone the guards. No, no. We have to. They might be able to catch them. I, I, I said no. We're not phoning any guards. Where are you going? Over here. Leave me alone for a minute. Uh, are you OK, Nashy? I can't take any more of this, Eamon. Any more of what? Here. Shove over on that stump. Let me sit down. Oh! (coughs) 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 
Bit of a nip in that breeze now. Yeah. Why? Why were you carrying the billhook in the first place? It's not a lot of use to you this time of year. I don't know. Huh. What? Just. Just what? Well, I don't think you came up here to fix the gate. I saw you out of me window. You stopped and looked down at my place, and then turned back for home, and then turned back again. "'Twas only when I stirred out you started poking at the gate." "'So, what are you saying?' "'I don't know. "'And... "'Twas strange to see your kitchen so bare. A bit of a clean out, you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever about getting rid of the old pictures, or the couch, or even the Marconi, which was worth a bit, there's no way you would have got rid of all your Eileen's little statues that she spent all her life collecting. God be good to her. So there's something up, Nashi. Are you going to tell me what it is? You're shaking. Are you all right? They broke them. What? They smashed our little statues to pieces, same as they did that gate. Who did? Them dirty robbing blackguards. The night they robbed you, even, they robbed me too. Broke everything in the place. Set fire to the couch. I managed to quench it after what I had to to throw it out. Oh, terrified I was. Terrified, out of my wits. But they got nothing. Only what was in my pockets, because I'd nothing to give. Why didn't you tell the guards? I said if I breathed a word, they'd come back. Pretended I was blind. Said they wouldn't bait me. Curled up in the corner, so I did. And told them to take all they wanted. The thieving, cowardly bastards. I'm awful sorry that happened, Janashi. You've no need to worry now. Straighten yourself up. Dry your eyes there. We'll be grand. We'll be grand. More geese heading in. Amen. Here. What's that? There's 500 euro there. It's for you. For me? Why? I tell them where you kept the turf money. Oh. I'm sorry, Eamon. They asked me about you. Said they heard you were a bit of a tough nut. <laughs> we'll see how tough he is, one of them said. Yeah. I, I knew you'd never tell them where the money was, so I said, if they promised not to harm you... You told them where it was? Yeah. And they bet you anyway. Well, I didn't make it easy for them, put it that way. Not like me. There's days I wish they'd beaten me too, and that's the truth. Ah. They ripped me phone out of the wall, I couldn't even warn you. My God, Nashie. Tis a sad state we're in at the end of our days. 
I'm awful sorry, Eamon. There's no need for you to be sorry. Here, put that back in your pocket. We'll say no more about it. Take it, I'm telling you. You did what you felt you had to do. You were backed into a corner. Who's to say I wouldn't have done the same myself? You're a sound man, Eamon. Sound out. I won't forget it to you. Uh, uh, do you know... Do you know what we are, Nashi? No, what? We're exiles in our own godforsaken land. Yeah. I suppose we are. Uh, uh, uh. Come on. Pull me up by this hurdle before I seize up. Oh, oh, oh. Good man. What are you doing? I'm, I'm going to fix that gate, Nashi. And you're going to help me. We'll not be beaten by him. Yeah. I might, might need, might need a, a few new lats. Yeah, few new lads. Yeah. What's this? Oh, uh, uh, that's me letter. Uh, they must have thrown it out of me coat. Uh, uh, give us this. Recent application. Official confirmation. Mr. Ignatius Finn. The nursing home. You're going into the home. I am. When are you going? Fortnight. That's the official confirmation. The matron told Lula last week I'll be in for Christmas. That was the post van this morning. When were you going to tell me? I sure I was trying to. I didn't know how I was going to tell you. You don't have to go. There's not a thing wrong with you, Nashi. If you got the proper glasses, you'd be as right as rain. I've had enough, Eamon. Look, you've had a bit of a shock, fair enough. But you, you just can't up and leave, I mean. You, 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 you can't do that. I'm tired, Eamon. Sure, we're all tired. We'll get the winter over us. You'll feel different then. No, I won't. I'm afraid, Eamon. Oh. Terrified. Every single night in my own house... I want a bit of comfort and a bit of peace. I'm entitled to it. I'm going to take the bed in the home. My mind is made up. I'll pay you. Ah, what? To, to stay. I, I, I'll pay it to stay, whatever you want. It is not money I want, Eamon. You know that. Where, where, where does that leave me? I mean, what am I going to do now? I don't know, Eamon. There's no... Change in your mind, no? No, Eamon. Lord, is not right. Exiles, Nashi. That's what we are. Do you still want to leg up on the massing? No. Be dark soon, anyway. 
You can stay down at my place till you get tidied up above if you want it. Aye. Until I go, like. I'll... I'll manage by myself, Nashi. But... Thanks, anyway. Right. Right, uh, I might head away down so before it gets dark. Aye. Aye. You know, I never saw the crows nesting as low beyond in the ring fort as this year. A bad sign. Yeah, sure, I'd see you tomorrow. We'll fix the gate. Do a right job on it. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Nashi. Good luck, Eamon. There's a hard frost coming in, I'd say. Yeah. A right hard frost. We've been listening to The Quiet Land by Malachi McKenna, a tribute to Kevin Flood on the occasion of his 90th birthday. The play also starred the late Barry Casson. Sound supervision was by Mark McGrath and the producer was Aidan Matthews. Our thanks to Roisin and Vivian Flood. Brehla Honadit Achuivin.